Construct with Clark and Alyssa. <laughs> Alyssa. Clark. Hi. Hi. So nice to be here with you. That's nice. That's real nice. I like your shirt, Alyssa. <sighs> I do too. <laughs> it's my first time wearing it. I I went to New York a while back and I went to the American Museum of Natural History and I'm not not a souvenir person. Not a souvenir person. Not a I souvenir go places person. and I don't bring anything back. It drives my mother crazy. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't understand you. I had a hard time not bringing about back more souvenirs from the American Museum of Natural History. But instead, what she brought home is this wonderful blue shirt that has in a nice powder blue text written in big letters across the front. Beautiful text art. Beautiful text art. It says Galileo and Haley and Newton and Hubble and, and Sagan. Sagan. Space people. Well, well-known astronomers. Yeah. It was between... So I bought this shirt. Mm-hmm. It spat me out of the planetarium and I was like, I'm fine. I'm going to go do the next thing. I got to go find the dinosaurs. But like, oh, excuse me. I'm in a space shop. I mm. need to look through the space shop first. Clever. And wanted to buy all the things. And I ended up buying this shirt. And then I went upstairs to the dinosaurs. And then I found the dinosaur <laughs> shop. And I was oh, like, no. I've made a grave mistake. <laughs> this is not really that grave of a mistake. But I just, I, I want another shirt <laughs> <laughs> on top of the shirt that I already bought. Because it had... There were so many shirts. There was another one that was really similarly designed to this that just had a whole bunch of different dinosaurs on it. Uh-huh. And, and d- like, the names of the different kinds of dinosaurs okay, in the exact cool. same way. And I was like, oh, like, I picked the wrong shirt with that kind of a theme. Dang it. But uh, that's fine. And then there was a tank top. And this is what I really wanted. Mm-hmm. It had a T-Rex drawing on it, and it looked like rar on it. <laughs> and under uh-huh. it, it just said hangry. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what I need. <laughs> and that one they didn't have in the right adult size oh, for me. Sad. And so I didn't get it. And but That's tragedy. Like, I possibly would have come home with many souvenirs. If, like, if I'd broken the dam enough to get two souvenirs, I maybe would have come home with the entire museum. <laughs> like, I mean, of all the museums, that's a pretty good one to bring home a bunch I of mean, stuff from. Like, Montana just needs a titanosaur. That's, like, that's yeah. the last thing we need in order to be, like, the best dinosaur spot ever. King of the fossils. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for those of you who just somehow randomly got this file in your iTunes library and you have no idea what this is, we're talking about Harry Potter, book four, Goblet of Fire, and uh, chapters, what is it? 20 and 21. Yep. Word. Yep. I found that dragon type. Nope. Keep talking. Okay. (laughs) Vamp. I can keep vamping. Yeah. uh, This is uh, just two chapters this time around, which is nice because they weren't especially long chapters like a lot happened in chapter 20 but i feel like we can sum it up pretty easily uh in fact do you want to just sum it up pretty easily for us chapter 20 i do swedish sweetest it is swedish. swedish swedish short snout i can't swedish say anything short snout <laughs> okay <laughs> on to chapter 20 <laughs> the first task the first task this chapter um moody gives harry an idea of how to tackle these dragons that he's just like terrified of what the heck am I going to do about these dragons? Mm -hmm. And then Harry leans on Hermione to 
train him to master the summoning charm, mm-hmm. which he crushes, and then he goes out and completes the first task with relative ease. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Flies through it. <laughs> shall Woo. we say there we go and toward the end at the end of it ron comes in and finally says the thing that we're all like um obviously yeah of anybody who entered you probably wanted to kill you <laughs> and harry's like amen brother man amen <laughs> i think he said like it took you long enough yes <laughs> these two are really tough on each other yeah and and rather than forgiving ron harry says forget it <laughs> and he says, forget it twice. And I'm just thinking, I read a thing recently mm-hmm. that was, um, and, and uh, we maybe have talked about this on the, on the podcast, so I'm sorry if we have, of mm-hmm. like how to handle an apology. Oh, yep, yep. And I, I just, it, it stuck with me and I'm just like really trying to receive it and, and practice it of rather than telling people it's okay when people apologize to forgive them because yeah. that, that, communicates to the person that like that wasn't okay we can move beyond it but that wasn't okay and then so reading that and seeing harry say forget it it was just like "Mm, that's like a third flavor and Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. like no i still feel the resentment there like there's not a real forgiveness there there's a like i want to move on and pretend this didn't happen like let's not acknowledge this terrible couple of weeks which really was like harry we left at like the end of the last chapter with Harry essentially wishing Ron would take a swing at him. Mm-hmm. Like it's not been healthy at all. Well, I mean, Ron was Harry's first friend. Yeah. He's yeah. the first person who treated him well at all of his own age. Yeah. Like uh, before that there, there was Hagrid and Hagrid was a little kind of confusing to deal with yeah, <laughs> and there was really a lot of other stuff going on and, yeah and, and ron introduced him to his first idea of a stable family yeah too. i mean it's yeah. they're they're brothers and yeah brothers fight but mm, yeah it was, that was nasty it's it's nice to be on the other end of it i think so of course hermione the the only one paying attention to anything <laughs> got mad at both of them and said you're both so stupid and walked out yep so crying crying and like having a mini tantrum which was kind of a weird like really dramatic way to deal with it i think she's but she's had a long couple weeks it's, <laughs> she's it, been trying real hard to be a band-aid and it, it's really tough being the glue mm-hmm. it is it mm-hmm. is not easy so like props to her i do love at the very beginning of this chapter so mm-hmm. harry wakes up and he's like has the most disoriented getting dressed moment ever. And I'm just like, dude, word, that's my life. Like <laughs> roll out of bed and you're trying to put a hat on your foot and like you're, it takes you a minute to even realize that like that's what's happening. Uh-huh. I definitely had a couple of weeks like that this week. <laughs> and so Harry's like, just his mind is just reeling still over. I have to fight a dragon i have to do something with a dragon yeah. i get a dragon and it's not gonna go well and i don't know what to do about it and he's just mm-hmm. so terrified that he can't even think straight and then on top of that he's worried about karkaroff yeah and and that whole deal and who he's so convinced is essentially like i think he's now pretty thoroughly convinced that karkaroff has it out for him which I mean, now that we've seen the scores in the next chapter, yeah. or it, it it was this chapter. It was this chapter. Karkaroff gives him a four, which is just utter. Which is bull. like, yeah, and and so clearly, like, not not playing with the same measuring stick, but 
I was just at amazed the very that they least. had the, the professors who had like skin in the game. Yeah, they're biased. Judges. What the heck? It's really stupid. I mean, I, I guess what what do you do otherwise? Like, how do you get impartial judges? Like, Ministry Barty Crouch is probably the only person who would be impartial. Like, yeah. even Bagman wants Hogwarts to win. Yeah, but there are other people. I don't like, know. Like, do, do you get... <laughs> Someone who's not actively training one of the people in the competition. Like, do you tap, Anybody else. Do you tap, like... Americans and South Africans and Australians because they are not. Oh, you could. That'd be like, kind of fun. You, you bring in international judges for it. That'd like, be cool. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be cool. They probably don't have the money for it. Anyway. But. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So Harry's also like in the back of his mind dealing with this like serious news that Kargaroff was probably a Death Eater. And he's just like, oh my gosh, like, ah, I'm going to die in two ways. There's going to be a Death Eater and there's going to be dragons. I don't know what to do. And Hermione, bless her heart, comes in. And I just like, all <laughs> I could think of was the quote from the Sorcerer's Stone when Harry's like, she needs to get her, or Ron says she needs to straight out, straighten out her priorities uh-huh. <laughs> because she says, um, I'm going to bed before you two get us killed or worse, expelled. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Her priorities were a little off yeah. in that moment. I get it, but they were off. And then here she's like, let's just keep you alive until Tuesday and then we'll deal with Karkaroff. And I'm like, maturity. I love it. Yep. I, I, like she's organized. She she has a plan of attack and she's going to get him through this. Yep. She's like, we just need to make it through tonight, buddy. One dragon. <sighs> let's just figure out how to do that and then we'll deal with the rest of the world. Yep. No, it's good. She's She's such a good character. Uh, let's see, what else? So previous to that, Harry does decide to tell Cedric, which I believe was the right thing to do. Absolutely. And, and Cedric was very thankful for it. Well, like, the, it, it's so true that obviously, and when, when all the champions pull out their dragons and Harry's just like watching their faces, like, they all know. Yeah, no one's surprised. They they're, yeah. they're, no one's digesting, I have to do a what now? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and so yeah that was absolutely the right move my first thought was like how chivalrous which yeah. like pro gryffindor yeah, mentality yeah. right there and a puff appreciates the loyalty absolutely a puff will never forget and i liked how moody described it because moody overheard it mm. didn't he say like it was classy or something it's decent it's decent. very decent Aww, of you. Yeah. and i'm just like yeah that's <laughs> that's the way to describe it like yeah. My thought was chivalrous, which feels a little like knight in shining armory. But yeah. like, but yeah, it is that 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 it's the quality of chivalry. But decent, I think, is the it's a very Hufflepuff choice. I think. Yeah. Oh, how did Mad Eye Moody hear that conversation? Do, does he just have ears on everything, man? I swear. He's got eyes who see through things. Maybe he's got ears who hear through things. It could be. You never know. This guy's powerful. Uh, or he was just creeping on him because he's sitting there. I mean, he. Yeah, he probably was just creeping on him. So, do you think Moody went out, set out to to help Harry out? Like, was that his goal? Was he gonna nab him and be like, "I'm gonna help Harry out," or did the opportunity just fall in his lap? Or... I think the opportunity fell in his lap. I don't think he was gonna chase him down, but he probably had a hunch that he was gonna see Harry creeping around. <laughs> I wonder how Moody knew. Is he on the committee? Oh, no. He's just very well connected. (laughs) 
I, I think he sees, he's, he sees through us. He sees through things. Yeah, he's incredibly <laughs> observant. I, I think it would take a lot to hide four dragons from Mad Eye Moody. What, whatever tent you you put around those dragons, his eye sees through it. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all if he was like somehow an, also an animagus and he just turned into like a hawk and just flew around at night watching stuff. He's probably not because animagus are incredibly rare. He'd probably be an owl anyway. Uh, I bet he is. Yeah, I was thinking owl actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> That would make sense. He needs he needs a creature that can see all around. He yeah, can turn exactly. his head all the way around. <laughs> yeah, so for all we know, he's running around at night getting up to no good, too. If he were an Animagus, mm-hmm. where does the eye go? <laughs> oh, I think he's still... Uh, he's an owl with two big eyes, and one of them's wild. <laughs> yeah, d- does that transfigure with him? Sure. Or does it, like... I mean, it's non-organic, so I don't know. I don't know. know. Yeah, I mean, uh, we haven't really seen the 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 issue of clothes appear, right? Yeah, no. Like Pettigrew, well, was Pet did Pettigrew have clothes on? I don't remember. They didn't mention him being naked. So, so I think I think I assume because of the lack of talk about it that it wasn't <laughs> a problem. Think, you think they'd have mentioned that? <laughs> like that would have been a problem. That there would have been, been these are English people. They would have been really uncomfortable with that. They really don't like that. <laughs> uh, anyway, but regardless, Moody knows. Moody goes to help him out, and Bagman goes to help Harry out too. Yeah, what did you think about that? That's. Mm, I don't like mm, that he did mm, it in mm. front of everyone. I don't like that he did it in front of everyone. I don't like that Begman is. He's a judge. He I don't be like an that. Impartial judge. Yeah. yeah. And and he's offering like anything I can do for you, buddy. Like he's not even saying like. <laughs> he's he's like. He's offering outside help. He's in, like, like a got very the way. steroids in his pocket, ready to yeah. shoot him up, kind of help. Yeah. Like he's ready to like get dirty with it. Yeah. So. I really didn't appreciate that. It makes Bagman look very suspicious in all this, <laughs> especially when it's like, oh, we still have someone at large for writing his name in. So it's like, well, Bagman, back on the list, I guess. Yeah, that was something that didn't really come up a lot in these chapters, which was surprising. The like, it seems like everyone's just accepted Harry's names in the race, and and apparently we're <laughs> we're gonna stop pursuing who did it yeah for that being such a major plot point for like a, a good chapter or two there well and they if you don't know who put his name in the goblet how do you have any idea what the motive is and how do you have any confidence in the safety of that kid who isn't supposed to be in this to yeah. begin with i think all the adults were like well can't second guess the goblet i guess like guess we're just going with it <laughs> i mean i i'm i'm all for like if if there's a magical contract that if he doesn't do this he dies or something like yeah, yeah. absolutely he has to go through with it but that was never explained but there but there's a level of preparedness too that could be achieved when you've figured out the motive of how he's there yeah yeah but apparently that's just not <laughs> It's time to move on to the next subject, according to the author. <laughs> I, I wonder, I mean, it's strange to me that Harry Harry isn't really thinking about it that much. I mean, I guess he's a little preoccupied by the dragons, but yeah. Um, I, I do wonder if, if any adults are still on that case. Like, is that what Moody's doing in his free time? Is well, that what Dumbledore's doing in his free time, trying to figure be- out? Because, like, so many adults know so much about everything. Yeah. <laughs> And like Harry's just finding out about a piecemeal. 
and I don't know how so many adults know about this stuff, but um, like what? What are you talking about exactly? Like the dragons, and I don't know. I feel like McGonagall and Dumbledore always know a lot of stuff. Like they probably know the second challenge too, and all that. Like, oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure they all know. I don't know about McGonagall, but I'm sure Dumbledore knows. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like the adults know a lot. <laughs> and I mean, I, I, I guess there's a, a little need to know basis, especially in the society. It, it, yeah, it is yeah. established on the need to know basis. But even though apparently cheating is pretty normal in this whole thing. Like, apparently, it's just kind of accepted that there's a certain level of cheating in the Triwizard Tournament. And I'm, that doesn't really surprise me yeah. at all. Dude, everything is so fast and loose with wizards. Yeah. Like, how could you even If you can get away with things? it, you do. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I guess the judges could ding you for it, but they might boost you for it, too, for ingenuity. You know, they're like, wow. Especially <laughs> if the judges, like, if your headmaster's among them, like, yeah, you're gonna get a ten from your headmaster if you complete the challenge in any way. So, <laughs> it's just, it's a weird situation. But it was fun. This is the most I've enjoyed Harry on a broom. Uh, no, really? that's not true. That's not true. We've had some good Quidditch games, but um, I, I, we were in the middle of that, and the whole time <laughs> I was thinking Clark's hating this chapter. <laughs> no, but the pacing was good. I mean. Sure, the scene was kind of drawn out because every single person had their turn with the dragon and Harry listened to every single one of them. And it's like, but I don't know. There's a reason things are in threes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not fours. <laughs> and I think that's exactly what it was. It was just about uh, about 25% a little too long in some of parts. One competitor too much. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares about Fleur anyway? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it sounds like um, they're we're learning a lot about the competitors based on like their methods of trying to beat the dragon. Like Victor Crumb just like went for it. What did Victor Crumb do? I don't know if we found out about what he did. Um, Oh, I'm blanking now. So Cedric, <laughs> Cedric transfigured a rock into a dog, dog. and tried <laughs> to get the dragon to chase the dog. Which is an interesting maneuver, but yeah. I forget what Fleur did. Fleur tried to put a charm on it. Oh, yeah, like hypnotizing it. Yeah, which, like, not a good idea, but she got the egg, so I guess. Yeah, and, and it was crumb-like like attacked it and like got him between the eyes or something or no, like something got it in the, in the eye yeah. what was it oh yeah you're right it did it cast just a spell at its eyes and hit it in its eyes i think i think anyway yeah we totally just used... read this last night and so we're doing great <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think he used magic and hit it in the eyes and got it real distracted and flabbergasted and well it ticked him off though like he the dragon he, yeah yeah he like hit him in the eye and and the dragon did not take kindly to that, and then hmm. what are the odds? went after him with a little more vengeance. Yeah. And I was really sad, honestly. Like as uh, as a puff, and as someone who really uh, sympathizes with Newt Scamander, mm -hmm. when I heard that some of the dragon's real eggs were broken, that yeah. made me pretty sad. <laughs> not gonna lie. Well. Yeah, I just I I think about like there there's a lot about how these dragons are treated that yeah. it's it's just like Newt would be disappointed. He would I think. be disappointed, and I'm disappointed. I'm honestly I'm disappointed in Charlie. Not gonna lie, to facilitate this and to allow it. Like I know the other day I talked about how I just really hope that like nope, this is just one 
bad week for these dragons and besides this they're flying free but like this is a pretty bad week <laughs> like it's pretty bad so yeah i'm disappointed yeah i'm disappointed i'm not so disappointed in charlie i think because i don't know charlie that well and in a lot of ways like how much control do you have when you're a foot soldier and you're i mean yeah. he, he doesn't necessarily have the decision making i'm disappointed in hagrid oh really like he hagrid doesn't have any agency in this necessarily but his just he's just so smitten yeah. with the notion of being near dragons that he is not giving two thoughts to their their freedom or happiness or well-being he's he's just excited about the the just the prospect of the dragons. thrill of dragons which and is so weird because if he knew one of those dragons personally it'd be a whole different story oh totally and and i mean he wants to know them personally like yeah but yeah. I, I mean if one of them was norbert oh i can't even imagine he'd be so upset. oh my gosh that just that thought broke my heart <laughs> he'd like... have broken it out by now <laughs> like you'd you'd see eight knocked out guards and no dragon <laughs> Yeah, just like trying to like chain yeah. him down, like that's heartbreaking. And for Hagrid to not see that is really yeah surprising to me. But that's our bleeding hearts talking, I guess. There is something I wanted to talk about in this chapter. Okay, sure. Which is maybe just a really lame joke. But like, I'm wondering. So the way that they pick their dragons is they put their hand in this little bag and they mm-hmm. pull out a little animated mini version of whatever dragon is theirs which i want so bad i know you do i want one too <sighs> but like there's that and then in the earlier part of this chapter ron had the little mini crumb and i'm just wondering is this like a fad that the wizarding world is going through like is oh. this the fidget spinner <laughs> of the wizarding world of like mini animated versions of things it very well could be and in two years would no one ever even bother doing this because that was so <laughs> lame and now everybody has all these weird little animated knickknacks all yeah. around their house <laughs> it could be it's like nintendo has the little like amiibo little things and maybe like, it's just like that or like it's when, when you when you go to whatever sporting event and you end up with a free bobblehead of someone and you're like i don't like it could be. Now yeah. I have a knickknack of a bobblehead of a random player on this team. Great. Awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, thanks. That could be a- like that. That's pretty funny. I could see everyone, like, these things just accumulating in rooms and storage boxes and stuff. Of Just like, well, I can't throw them out because we paid, like, 20 bucks for them. But, eh. but like, they're, the magic's kind of fading and they pretty much, like, only, like... Mm-hmm. blow fire in that direction and they can't fly anymore yeah. <laughs> like oh we did see speaking of like trends and stuff like that uh fred and george are they're getting their business going they're starting to put prices on their cupcakes and whatnot that's uh, next chapter is it yeah oh it is <laughs> we're well, doing great yeah we're doing great <laughs> uh let's see ron well, and harry we talked about that oh i also wanted to ask yes <clears throat> Why the heck does everyone know more about this competition than Harry? Why is it so disorganized to the point that, like, first of all, you finish your task, and if you're, like, kind of slightly scraped, Mm -hmm. you go get medical attention before you get your scores, which just seems odd to me. Like, it doesn't take that long to tabulate scores. Yeah. 
and like are you graded on the severity of your injuries somehow i don't i guess maybe i didn't think about that like if that's factored in at all i don't know but it doesn't seem like the nurse reported to anybody before the scores went out but yeah i don't know that was kind of weird because who knows how long they could be healing up and like what does that have to do with the nerd? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It That's was, a weird connection. That was weird. And then like Harry like went down to breakfast or lunch or whatever before mm-hmm. this and he's just eating lunch and he's like apparently has no concept of when or where he needs to be a place. Yeah, because people just come and say, Hey, it's time right now. And it's like, Why why were you not prepared for that? And I mean, maybe that's a part of it of like the element of surprise if you don't know when you're being yeah pulled for the thing but it just i mean he knew when it was gonna be so it just seems strange to me that there's not like you need to be at this place at this time part of me thinks this is the difference between like a harry type and a hermione type where it's like i'm sure he was given a pamphlet <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure all the information was presented to him uh, and he skimmed it <laughs> and then he's like eh, someone will come get me and then he proceeded not to really worry about Cr- crumpled it. crumpled it up and threw it at ron right after he closed the door oh yeah and for stormed sure. out for something but yeah. i think he 100 percent was given some sort of pamphlet or something and he's just completely not <laughs> not utilizing the resources <laughs> because i know that's exactly what i would do at his age for sure i'd be like great no got it thanks <laughs> and I, I i guess i mean that uh, there, there's the element of like if you're cedric diggory and you wanted this like you signed up for this you're yeah. gonna pay attention to when and where you need to be somewhere but yeah, if you're Harry and you were you ended up in this without any agency (laughs) you'd just be along for the ride I guess yeah yeah and maybe a little resentful and intentionally not remember where you need to be yeah or subconsciously but anyway there was that and then there's the fact that like like Ron's explaining the scoring to Harry while the scoring happens and I'm just like what why was that not told to the champions like before they went out there? And like, like you had them all in the tent and you gave them all the things they needed to know. And like, by the way, you're scored on a scale of one to ten per judge. Mm-hmm. These are who the judges are, and and don't break other eggs. And yeah, like, like they never here mentioned that. are some parameters. Yeah. Nope. And so there's that and so Ron's like ex- like narrating it, and also Harry has Ron next to him. It felt very much like um. Like every Olympic ice skating, <laughs> figure skating that I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm like, they do the figure skating and then there's kind of like some time yeah. for them to tabulate. And then like they're, you, the the camera cuts to like the figure skater surrounded by like all these like friends and family who you as the audience don't really know. Yeah, but like they care. matter to that person. Yeah. So like maybe it was that kind of a situation. It could have been. I wonder if Joanne originally tried to put all the exposition in the tent and then the editor's like, no, we already spent way like, too much we don't time need in this that. tent. Maybe. Like, we That's need to spread point. this. We need to get some of this exposition outside of this tent because he spends a long time just listening to things happen without actually knowing. So. I mean, but at the same time, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I needed some of the exposition Ron was giving. No. Of like, no. This is scored out out of ten, and what that like I, I we maybe needed the comparison of like Karkaroff gave you a four seriously like that's unjust because you gave Crum a ten and Crum did yeah, terribly yeah. or not it was certainly ineligible not perfectly um, so there's that and then there was also so Ron knows more than Harry McGonagall knows more than Harry mm-hmm. about when to come get him and then Charlie knows more than Harry about where he's supposed to go <laughs> after he gets his scores and it's just like. <laughs> Yep. 
again, why is there like like Charlie doesn't seem like the person who should be wrangling the contestants? Like no, he's talking to him like, no. "Hey, just came over to say good job. By the way, someone told me you need to be over there." Like, <laughs> I think there's some hand holding going on. There's, here. <laughs> it's so disorganized to me yeah. that it it for such a high stakes competition, mm. I feel like it should be a little more ironed out. We're starting to discover why so many people die. <laughs> the high stakes competition that Barty Crouch is largely in charge of. Right. Like that man should have spreadsheets of where everyone should be. And like. I'm sure everything he has control over like directly is good. It's just when as soon as other people below him have to do things. And, and delegate, Bagman. As soon as Bagman, as soon gets, as Bagman like, gets involved. It, it, yeah. All of these things that I'm having issues with were probably things on Bagman's list of things to oh, do. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You have to tell them all of these things. Oh we'll get to it. Oh I'm sure they know. Oh what's well, <laughs> fine. <laughs> and uh, it was interesting. I wish I knew more about the different species and why that mattered. I guess they kind of explained that two chapters ago but uh, I don't know. All we know is that Harry got the worst one, which who saw that coming, right? (laughs) Yeah. And he went last because. Yep. Because. Narratively, that makes the most sense and is the most (laughs) suspense, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yep. Gotta love stories. Uh, What did you think about the like when he is actually in the middle of the task and this like disassociation that he had of like, oh, like I'm flying. I'm flying and it's fine. It's just another Quidditch match. Like, really? Um, like, he had this interesting coping mechanism that I struggled with at times. And then at other times I was like, no, that makes sense, though, because muscle memory. And, like, this is the place where Harry feels comfortable. Yeah. I think, I mean, we've just seen what being on a broom does to Harry in the past. Enough times that I actually bought it this time where I'm like, yeah, he's weird about that. He's really weird about this flying thing. Like, he's... Just a little bit obsessed. So it's like, to me, it's like, oh, okay. He's the weirdo that if he could spend, he would spend so much time on a broom every day. Yeah, so, absolutely. All right. And he's a child of trauma. So it's like they have things that they cling to and that's that's fine as long as it's healthy and doesn't get in the way of their lives. And that's, uh, that's his safety blanket. So it kind of made sense to me. It was just interesting. It was interesting to me that he was able to step so far away from the immediate danger of like that is a dragon and it can kill me yeah because of i'm like i am in control on this broom it was very interesting yeah he I'd, needs I'd, a broom around like uncle vernon next time yeah i feel like he would approach the situations much differently yeah it maybe needs to be outside with uncle vernon more too <laughs> like, i imagine a broom yeah. indoors wouldn't go super well <laughs> I'm living my own life as he's like clattering in the chandelier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that image kills. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and then lastly, we have Harry shutting down Rita Skeeter. Ooh, so good. Which is good because she's Voldemort. So that's great. She's like, excuse me, Harry, may I have a word? And he's like, you can have a word. Goodbye. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> I got my best friend back. <laughs> I just like survived a dragon. Yep. I got a ten from Yeah, somebody. Bagman. It was Bagman, Bagman who liked him. Yeah. So anyway. It's excellent. Good times. This is a fun chapter. It was I liked a fun this chapter. One. Yeah. I I was greeting it and I'm like, this just keeps going, but I still liked it. It did feel a little long. Yeah. But that's okay. It was still worthwhile and it kept things moving. Um 
it made me feel like I thought I thought Harry was greatly kind of outmatched by these older people. But it turns out, nope, the Harry Potter whatever he has just still applies to him here. What what did <laughs> nothing you th- is immune to the Harry Potter factor. <laughs> what did you think uh, it surprises me that that Harry was allowed to summon a broom. Oh, well, they didn't really explain the rules. That's true. Like, that, they did not establish any parameters, but... I mean, like, it's... in my mind, that's just really good improv. Like, for all they know, he, like, came out, saw Dragon, and he's like, I need to get off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It, it just seems like, like, uh, you're given a wand. Yeah. And you're supposed to use the wand. But I guess it's not that much different from Cedric using a rock and transfiguring a rock. Yeah. Really. I, I mean, really didn't mind it. It's props. I've just always wondered if that's like, should there have been a parameter? Should there should he have been docked a couple of points for, for leaning on that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it was creative problem solving. I feel like if he had like summoned like a giant crossbow and just like shot the thing they'd be like okay <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's not cool like, man there like, was a line we didn't realize we had to tell you where it was but that's where it was and you've crossed yeah, it y- like, you you may not use a large arrow on the dragon um <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know i didn't mind it i thought it was just good improv they're like well we're putting a child up against a dragon we're not going to say like <laughs> you can't i don't know is yeah i i don't know i guess there's there's just a purist hmm. part in me that's that's thinking it, when you bring outside tools in that's violating an established rule of you're given a wand to get through these tasks yeah. but i i don't try wizard tournament man it's pure chaos yeah you just gotta embrace it yeah it's true yeah if you, very few rules if you can if you can skate by <laughs> with it do yep <laughs> yeah well, great. Uh, let's move on to favorite quotes. Favorite quotes. Yeah. Uh, what I you got? Ha- you I have two of them. I have two. Okay, yeah. Let's hear it. I have two. Okay. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Not that one. I marked three. Goodness, I didn't realize that. Okay, my first one is on page 344. Okay. And it's when Moody has pulled Harry into his office, and Moody's trying to, like get harry to like okay work with me or kid Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. use your brain come on (laughs) um and and he tells harry i'm just gonna give you some good general advice and the first bit is play to your strengths i don't have any said harry before he could stop himself (laughs) excuse me growled moody you've got strengths if i've you've got strengths if i say you've got them (laughs) (laughs) i read that i really like that (laughs) it was just like so much of that felt like conversations that we've had of like what what magic does harry do do? like what 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 does he do even in this why is he interesting in any way because he he we struggle with him sometimes (laughs) as you know um and so it was kind of nice to hear harry grapple with some of the same things that we've pointed out and then i'm not that really that good at anything (laughs) we're like ah (laughs) you know okay (laughs) (laughs) but then it was it was good to to hear that to have moody sass him like moody's not gonna be told no he's like no you're good at things i know you're good at things 
Yep. Wink, wink. Wink. <laughs> wink, wink. Come on, buddy. Work with me, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that one. Yep. And then my other favorite quote is on page 351. Um, And it's when Bagman is tempting Harry to help him. So apparently I like quotes when people are trying to help Harry out. The temptation of Bagman. And and Harry's like, do you need help? And Harry says, no, no, I, I'm, I'm fine. And Bagman says, nobody would know Harry. No, I'm fine, said Harry, wondering why he kept telling people this and wondering <laughs> whether he had ever been less fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We liked a lot of the same little lines. <laughs> I really like that, too. So <laughs> wondering why he kept saying that. <laughs> mood i get it yep. <laughs> like nope totally. we're good we're, we're totally good, good. We are great we're, yep we're we're gonna yep. make it through this I feel, like, I feel like that's me every single day <laughs> like, <laughs> so clark what are your favorite quotes uh i just marked down one but it's a good one it's on page 346 now this is the part where he is learning the the summoning spell. Ooh, yes. And he's trying to get things to come to him and he's practicing like in class. He's trying to get stuff to like fly under the table to him. <laughs> well, if you're going to have to sit through divination and your death being predicted 20 times in an hour, oh, like Trelawney is so You got to find something else to do. <laughs> I'm glad that they're at least like rolling their eyes at Trelawney now and they're like, okay, at, at least they also get that that's a kind of a pointless thing. So let's see. Let's see. But Harry was still feeling too resentful. Okay. <clears throat> he spent the rest of the lesson trying to attract small objects toward him under the table with his wand. He managed to make a fly zoom straight into his hand, though he wasn't entirely sure that it was his prowess at summoning charms. Perhaps the fly was just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's pretty funny. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm either really good at that or that was just pure... Pure luck. luck. <laughs> yep. Well, great. On to chapter 21, the House Elf Liberation Front, or Health. I need somebody, not just anybody, Health. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in this chapter, Alyssa? Uh, so Gryffindor celebrates Harry's success. Mm-hmm. And then Rita Skeeter snoops around Hagrid's after the Care of Magical Creatures lesson. And then the trio heads to the kitchens to find Dobby and Winky working there. I can talk. (laughs) Dobby and Winky, the two Teletubbies, as we know. (laughs) Oh, we found more Teletubbies. (laughs) There are a lot of Teletubbies in this chapter. (laughs) We have found the home of the Teletubby. It's Teletubby Zion down there. Oh, no. Yep. Uh, so Rita Skeeter is being real creepy this whole chapter. She's totally Voldemort. I'm telling you, she's, she's bad. She's something. That's that's for darn sure. She yeah. So she's snooping around Hagrid's. Yeah. And like that. I I was really confused by this. So like she's snooping around and Hagrid's trying to force <laughs> the screws <laughs> into boxes just to see if they'll hibernate. Who knows? Because you need a box to hibernate. I don't I don't get it. Like That's if so if they funny. naturally hibernate, they they I'm sure they have to do it in like a cave. These are something? burrowing creatures. They're made for burrowing. You, They're going to dig themselves a hole. Think or like I mean they remind me of lobsters. Yeah. So like the are lobsters burrowers? Well, in a way. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So like 
padded like he's basically like nailing them into coffins <laughs> and they don't like that turns no out. and and yet I, he persists the pillows were a nice touch <laughs> they're gonna catch fire and when they when they shoot out their blasted ends and like it's gonna burn down around them but they're you know not overwhelmingly flammable creatures so they'll be yeah. out of there by tuesday it'll be oh, fine yeah. that's so funny but it's just really confusing to me that Harry that Hagrid's forcing this <laughs> hibernation, and then amid all of that, Rita Skeeter comes out and starts poking around, asking questions, <laughs> and we see just this this slow pan across characters. It's like <laughs> one person's like nursing an arm wound, and another person's like, it's so funny. <laughs> just all these injuries. Oh man. And and I I'm just I love the point I think it was Hermione who made the point that like hopefully like so Rita Skeeter sets up an interview time with Hagrid because yeah. she's like this is interesting why don't you tell me about it we could interview you and add you in your our creature column and our mm-hmm. magizoology column on Tuesdays which they have every week I doubt that. <laughs> uh- Maybe. I mean, the, the the Daily Prophet's big enough. Like the my paper does a a weekly video series with our local zoologist. Oh, so, really? Yeah, Jeff the Nature Guy. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. us. I like that guy. Yeah. So okay. like, I mean, if if my rinky dink kind of paper can do it, I'm sure the largest wizarding paper in the United Kingdom can swing something like that. Man, I would love to subscribe to that newsletter of Magic Zoology. I would watch that. Every I, I would wait for that episode. I'm, I'm sure you <sighs> would. Tenter hooks. You, yes. you're, you're you're a descendant of Newt's commander, probably mm-hmm, mm-hmm. secretly. Puff Nation. So yeah, that's not going to go well. Yeah. And, and Harry and Hermione decide that and discuss that. Oh, that's not going to go well. But like, but they never tell Hagrid. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> what? What the heck? Like Harry's sitting here is like, there's not an opportunity for me to butt in and tell and like try to redirect this. Yep. Like that's fine. I get that. But, but like. Let Rita leave and be like, yo, Hagrid, don't do that. Yeah. Like, flake out on her. I know that, like, an interview would be awesome in the Daily Prophet, but, like. Or, like, bring a lawyer with you. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Or, like, I don't. Something. Uh... There, there is a part of me as I was, like, taking this note tonight, though, and, re- and thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Hagrid reads. He reads the Daily Prophet. He, he knows. Know. He knows the scuttlebutt, and he knows how Harry's been represented. I'm sure. Yeah. If nothing else, he's read the stories that include Harry and the Triwizard Tournament. And so he has to know that she's publicly abused him in the press. Yeah. I just worry that his head is pretty far in the clouds at this point. He had dragons. He has Madame Maxine. He has this, this lesson plan that is not a plan like i feel like he's a little <laughs> distracted right he's, now he's on two wheels right now and it's, yeah it's um i love hagrid i do i don't like where his character is right now i yeah. want to see some growth <laughs> he's not the stable rock that he has been sometimes in the past so yeah we're seeing him with I, I still picture every scene of him having like his hair slicked back like when he was meeting madame maxine yeah maybe it's like <laughs> like he is uh the like supporting character in a a one of the like a 90s rom-com he's yeah like yeah totally he's he's the one who's like getting all caught up in the like or or uh, he's um he's mean girlsing 
Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's pulling a Katie. Yeah. Yeah, totally. A little bit. I think that's what's going on. Yeah. I could see that. He's just kind of changing. So like I I need the like rude awakening <laughs> to yeah. come sooner rather than later, which Poor guy. It'll I mean, happen. He's, he's got an interview with Rita Skeeter, so I'm sure it's sooner rather than later. Yeah. He especially needs to not talk about where he procures some of his animals. He yeah. needs to stay really far away from that discussion. I love that Hermione's like, well, as long as he didn't like import them illegally. <laughs> and they both just look at the camera. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Cue the... the Jim from the office. Exactly. <laughs> that little look and eyebrow <laughs> raise. So, yep. That's, uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. But meanwhile, back, to get back at the can, ah, back at the castle, uh, Fred and George throw a party. They have all sorts of food. They're selling their fancy cupcakes for seven ska- scallions. Scallions. That's not the word. Galleons or. There's sickles? Sickles. Seven sickles for I wasn't... a cream cupcake that turns you into a, what is it, a bird or something? Canary creams. Canary yeah. creams. That was so funny. I love that moment so much, especially because even- uh, even, even Neville laughed. Even yeah. Neville's like, okay, that's pretty funny. It's, yeah, I when, when it happened, there was like protective, like- counselor modalist of like yeah. hey now like consent matters <laughs> like did he know what he was getting into that's not okay yeah. but then the fact that neville comes out of it and he's smiling and laughing is like okay we're good this, we're fine we're all right was your favorite quote around that or not because i'm gonna look it up i, I uh, do want to say okay for the canary so. games okay. okay on page 367 i don't know why i didn't pick this as my favorite quote but i just love it <laughs> but they're they're all talking and they're they're talking about like what curse they could be using in the tournament and what the egg could possibly mean and all this stuff. And they're like, Oh, you can't use that curse. It's illegal. And as soon as they said that, I'm like, they're totally going to use that curse <laughs> anyway. Mm. Oh, um, that that's the creation. Creation. Yeah, yeah. The crucifying one. I'm really bad at pronouncing that one, but yeah. like we've seen that one already. Do you think they will use it? Well, I don't think they're above it. I don't think the fact that it's illegal is going to stop them. <laughs> It's it's also not illegal to put a kid in a cage with a dragon. Yeah, I so. bet harboring dragons alone isn't exactly legal. Yeah, there had to be some paperwork behind that. But anyway, they're having this like serious conversation about curses and house elves. And it says, just then, Neville caused a slight diversion by turning into a large canary. <laughs> <laughs> like, Neville caused the diversion by a slight diversion. Not Fred or George. Not... not- not a person who actually and it wasn't, knew what was happening. And it wasn't even a, it was just like a slight diversion <laughs> by turning, like, like as if she, he just like kind of poofed into a large canary and everybody just kind of like turned their head and looked and then like went right back to the conversation. <laughs> Life in a wizarding school yeah, right like, there. Like, oh. <laughs> so funny. I love that. So. Yeah, I dig it. I dig uh, it. It was good. And yeah. like. So Fred and George like steal all this food from the kitchens mm-hmm. and sneak it all into Gryffindor and they're like partying hardy and Hermione's like, so like, where do you guys get all this food? <laughs> She's totally taking advantage of the situation. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so cool that you guys can steal all this food. How do you do it? Wow. How are you so strong carrying all this food upstairs like that? <laughs> oh my gosh, you tickle the pear? Got it. <laughs> <laughs> tickle the pear? Yep. <laughs> she was gone. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even give her all the instructions, but fear not. This is Hermione. 
she will find that one painting with the pear. Yep. And she did. And I liked that it turned into a handle. I liked that the pair didn't try to like talk to her or anything. It just turned into a handle. And I'm like, oh, that's that's efficient. Like, <laughs> that is how doors work. This yeah. makes sense. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wonder if it was a knob versus a latch mm, or, or. I imagine it like a like a kitchen swingy door. Well, no, because it was a it was a handle. It said yeah, a handle. It did. Hmm. So. So imagine not, like the push door on a restaurant. So not zombie proof. No, is what no, I'm no, saying. No. Or velociraptor proof. <laughs> or dragon proof. Oh, sad. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a nice moment. Uh, the screeching egg. Suppose yeah, we should talk about that. So, so the egg that Harry had to retrieve. Yep. Is the clue, the riddle for that he needs to solve mm-hmm. for the next task, which will be in February. So he has some time. He has some time, which is good because apparently the author needs to do some stuff in the meantime. Yeah, I, I I wonder, either the author does or maybe something needs to be set up. Oh, that could be. Yeah. I don't know it would take that many months to set up, but you never know. It is kind of a big deal, the whole tournament thing. I mean, they haven't had one in years and years and years. Yeah. And, and now they have to build it for four champions. Mm. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's <laughs> added time. Yep, it takes, yep. could takes be. a little bit more. So. But the egg just makes a lot of noise. Yeah. So, so what do you think? What's um, backmasking? I think if you reverse it, uh, and slow yep. it down and lower the pitch. How do you do that uh, <laughs> in a wizarding world? You capture the audio. <laughs> Surely they have microphones. Come on. Are there are there like mockingbird type some kind of a creature around? Ooh, they I have to go to like so. listen to, and they're magical, and they can like sing backward and forward, maybe. Or... Ooh, yeah. I like that idea. Anyway, it's gonna say like Voldemort is Lord. All <laughs> 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 oh, praise be to Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be really hard to make out, but uh, no, or it'll be instructions. Yeah. So, um, what, what what's the thing in? Oh, I forget what it is. It's it's Paul Paul is dead or the like what one of the Beatles songs that you play backwards oh, and yeah, you get and you yeah. get that like the walrus Paul is dead yep. and then they sing later as to like troll the people who made this happen. The walrus was Paul. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole weird deal about it. Anyway, yeah, rock and roll is the devil and I think this just reinforces that. So they have that everyone's trying to help him solve it even though it says you're not supposed to let people help you solve it and but harry's like wink wink nudge nudge i was supposed to do the other one alone too hermione uh-huh. you're gonna you're gonna get all you of all people like <laughs> you're the one who trained me slash basically made me do my homework finally <laughs> i think he might if he listens by himself hear something different Ooh, that's interesting i think it's something about like it's like you're not the champion that's listening <laughs> like it, it can kind of detect who's who's within range and if it's not just the champion then it's going to be really annoying i like that added degree of difficulty yeah and that like it can tell not just like like i will present myself to the champion mm-hmm. but like i can tell there are more people in the room yeah why not i don't know i feel like they're magic capable i like of that, that targeting yeah so that was kind of my actual guess when I read it. I'm like, oh, well, of course it made that sound. He's in a room full of people. Why would it just be like saying clues when people can definitely help him? <laughs> like, nope, this is between you and me, little buddy. But like, yeah, so I wonder if like if it's a thing with words, if he writes down the words, will the words reproduce? 
I don't know. Is it something that can only live in his brain? And if he tries to do anything, like maybe he... Hi, cat. (laughs) (laughs) You scared me. Yeah. Um, Is it something like even if he tries to talk about it, it won't... Oh, like like in the adventure zone where it just goes to static when they talk about... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, It could be like that. I guess I wasn't thinking quite that complicated, but... Could be. You never know. know. It's a big, heavy egg. They could have a lot of magic in there. Like if it's a, if it's an increased, like, we're going to make sure you won't cheat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like. I wonder if he's going to, I wonder if he's just going to, like, pawn the egg. <laughs> or if they're going to ask for that back. That's if Harry were Hagrid. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, we should probably talk about house elves here. That's kind of a big part of the chapter. Yeah. So so next thing we know, um, Hermione's dragging Harry and Ron to the kitchens and tickles the pair and like <laughs> shoves them into the kitchens. Like they are so like not interested in this at nope, all. Which not is at all. <laughs> really strange to me. I mean, they're they're two teenage boys. The like they love getting up to knowing no good. the yeah, they love getting up to no good and knowing the location of the food mm-hmm. should be like top priority like yeah dynamite we figured it out so it's just weird to me that they're like we're so not interested in doing this thing right now i guess hermione's led him to some pretty annoying stuff this book so that's true but like still i mean the harmony is restored harry and ron are like buddy buddy again and like the thing that she's asking them to do isn't that outrageous. Yeah, just trust her. Me. Yeah, but it did feel a little. I'm like, come on, guys, why are you taking like, your feet? Hop on board, yeah. like satisfy the curiosity that you should be having right now. Yep. Write it off later. <laughs> and instead, we find this kitchen full of house elves that are like so happy to have visitors. It's like cars where they're like, yes, people, <laughs> like customers. Yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. Roll out the red you? carpet. Yep. <laughs> Have you considered dinner theater? Oh, you want tea? Let's produce high tea in seconds. Yep. <laughs> like, high tea with the biscuits and everything. Yeah. And Ron's like, good service. And Hermione <laughs> like is beheads him with one look. <laughs> but this kind of goes into the idea like they genuinely enjoy doing this stuff. I I will give give them that. The like Okay, so so I'm I'm gonna argue some of Hermione's point a little bit. Of okay, it's pro. She's probably very right that it is a good thing that Dobby is in that kitchen because they are they are good workers. They are excited to work, and like she's never had a problem with the work. Yeah, she has a problem with how they're treated. Yeah, like they the the house elves that she has met seem genuinely happy to do the job. Yeah, it's just they they have no choice they have no rights yeah yeah yeah, no rights whatsoever and she's like you you should be valued and you are doing good work and you should be rewarded for the good work that you're doing yeah yeah and so it's probably a really good thing for them to have dobby there who does want those things and like yeah it's it's just an issue of if no one's ever said the thing yeah and it's just not even an idea that can fester and it's not even a safe like if you are the first one to have the idea, it's not really a safe place to say it either. I wonder who owns all those house elves then? Dumbledore? 
who owns Hogwarts? I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it, who could it, free those house elves anyway? I I imagine it's like the board, what oh, the, the governors yeah. who who were in charge of it. Like, it's Ugh. a private school. I guess who owns private schools? Whatever yeah, entity. I guess. Is it an extension of the ministry? I mean, I think the ministry has a part in it, but I don't think it's a public. I don't school. think it's an extension of the ministry by any means. No. Huh. So, yeah, it's interesting. Maybe it's Dumbledore. Maybe he's just been, like, acquiring <laughs> a ton That's of house elves. Or are they, um, how many of those house elves are descendants of house elves who have forever worked at Hogwarts? And so were they the original founders house elves? Oh, that could be. And just, well like, be. the families. Yeah, that could be. I kind of like that headcanon. Yeah, I don't mind that. And then, like, Dobby and Winky are just, like, along for the ride. I like the idea that they like set the table downstairs and just move it upstairs. Whoop. Like, yep, I, that's like that's pretty neat. That's actually like a level. I wonder if Joanne has known that all along, or if she just kind of decided that this many books in. You know. Either way, I like I like how it works. I like how it doesn't break anything that happened before. Yeah. And if she hadn't planned this in advance, that's some really clever writing after the fact. Well, and. I, I just, I think that it's really nice to see some of the functionality of Hogwarts. Yes, finally. It's, I mean, there are so many things that happen as if by magic. And then to see something like, oh, that, that makes sense. Yes, there's magic that's making that happen, but it, there are reasons for it to happen that mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. And, and we now understand, oh, it's just nice. It's yeah, nice to see that. It's very nice. It's very welcome. So yeah, it's good. Uh, I think it's interesting that, okay, so Dobby was offered pay by Dumbledore, but he was offered like 10 galleons a week and weekends off, or is it 10 galleons a month? I think it was 10 galleons a month. And weekends off. But he said like, nope, that is too much freedom. I will take one galleon a month and one day off or something like that. And okay, I understand the one day off thing, but why not more money? That's what I don't get. I mean, see, and that's funny to me that, like, I'm almost the other way around of, like, <laughs> I kind of get, like, I mean, a galleon's a lot. And, like, what does a house yeah. elf need to buy? And if you have room and board with, with your job and, like, like, like yeah, I don't know, I get true. it. Then why not take the extra days? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's a difference of personality <laughs> here of, like, yeah, give me all the days off that I can get. Absolutely. <laughs> but, like, I don't, like, I'm just going to bum around on my couch and watch some, like, Netflix well, for I that think, time. I don't need a ton of money for it. <laughs> like, yeah. But I mean, if you were used to having like zero days a week and uh, to like bum around and then all of a sudden you had like four days a week or four, whatever, like that's a lot of time to like bum around. <laughs> but the same argument, but, if you're used to having zero money. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's a lot of money. 10 galleons is a lot. And like f- from what we know about Dobby, like he's... <laughs> He's not, we don't know of any like other aspirations beyond like, I want to be paid for the work that I do. Yeah. Yeah. And so we don't know that like he wants to have a family or have a house or like there's no sort of like use for that money that we established beyond like 
he maybe wants to buy some random weird clothes. <laughs> his clothes were hilarious, by so the way. How interesting was that? The like his clothes made no sense. And Winky's clothes were very like human. I think they were like a skirt and a sweater and a hat with like rips for her ears and like, I feel like Winky or Crouch probably like dressed her. No. Because if you dress, well, it if frees you... her. But like when he let her go, I think he like dressed her and let her go. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. It was really curious, like how it was weird. Far, like how much she was rejecting and like resentful of where she has fallen in this world. Yeah. And yet she is wearing like full on human clothes. Like yeah. it, it, it was just a strange representation when clearly like. He they are able to wear whatever they want to wear. Yep. Like there's no uniform. There's no mandate of what like. So it was it was just really interesting to me that that is the way that she would go in that that she wouldn't keep wearing the things that the the remnants of her yeah. her relationship with her previous master. I just found it creepy to be honest. <laughs> the clothes or yeah her sitting in like this little like outfit thing i don't know it's yeah, just like it was, it was a little weird i imagine like walking into like that on a little rocking chair in a dark room with like a <laughs> single candle behind it and you're just like you've oh, watched uh, too many horror movies i do i do because she's like and and there's nothing about her that's creepy i mean mm, the constant crying <laughs> the constant she's creepy she's creepy and weird i don't like I her i think she's sad well yeah she's sad but so are a lot of ghosts. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I just took that from a... I just was reading that in a different tone. I'm like, this is weird. She needs to stop crying, please. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, yeah, she is... She is... Her world is destroyed. Yeah. And that is... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's food for some... some Like, that's kindling for a really bad fire. Yeah, I feel bad for her. I also... I don't know. It seems like it'll resolve itself... But hopefully, I don't know. She's also setting herself up to be like an antagonist of sorts to the whole freedom, house self freedom thing. So we'll I, see. I loved how she responded to Hermione, who was like, "Well, at least like, like you're you're getting like you're at Hogwarts where you'll get paid. Like that's good, mm-hmm. good for you." And like she checks Hermione real fast of like, "I have fallen far in this world." But yeah. I have not fallen so far that I am accepting wages. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no. Like, no, no, no. I am still. And it was just really interesting to see. It's such a culture clash. Like, that position defended so fiercely against Hermione. Like, I'm all for, like, I think Hermione is on a good quest. I think she is very young and doesn't know how to do it well. Mm-hmm. And, like, she needs someone to check her with some real conviction. And yeah, yeah. And, and ma- show her just how little research she's done by like talking to actual house elves. You need you need some real empathy when yeah. when you're trying to bring about change and yep. especially on their behalf. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't she's got a little white savior clump complex right now. Yeah, and for sure. You need you need to educate yourself on the people you're actually trying to help. But she's getting there. Yeah. So like it was that was I think a good moment, and I think that she will use hmm. it well i hope yeah 
And then from a storytelling perspective, we find out that these house elves are chock full of secrets. Oh, yeah. Like good secrets. And we found out, okay, get this, get this. You might not believe this. Like, hold on to your horses. The Malfoys, they're bad. What? What? No. Who would have possibly oh. guessed that the Malfoys are bad? <laughs> They're a bad wizard. Nothing set us up for this. I love how Dobby, I mean, I don't love it, but it was really interesting to me how Dobby says that. And then like reflexively, he's like banging his head against the table. So it's like, I don't know how much of how much of the way house elves abuse themselves is magic and how much is learned behavior. It's definitely a we're seeing that learned behavior is a big part of it, especially because Harry stopped him and he's like, oh, thank you. Well, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> or, or is that a mix? Is it a mix of learned behavior and there's some still residual magic? Like, I think it's both. Is that in slavery so powerful of a spell that even when you freed that elf, like whoever created that spell and it's warped over time that like, I've still freed you, but I still have some hold over you. No, I think the mental has a way more likely chance to do that than actual magic. Like, I don't think the magic has to be that strong to instill that set of behaviors. Like, if they get them young enough. I don't... So sad. It is sad. So, something that drove me kind of bonkers in this chapter was, like, I mean, we we haven't heard Dobby talk this much ever. No. And the like third person Dobby talking about Dobby and this and that is, I mean, it was just, it was just really frustrating language to read on the page. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like when you give Yoda a bunch of lines, it's like, don't do that. Yeah. Just or, a couple sentences here and there. Like, please. Or, or when Batman talks way too much in the dark night, you're oh, just yeah. like, just stop, just yeah. stop. But so Especially like, because he just gurgling gravel the whole time. So like it was frustrating on that, but, but then I, I, I tried to like look at it a little bit and get a little more out of this really frustrating why the heck does he talk this way yeah and winky does the same thing how much is that when i talk about myself i don't use i yeah is that an extension of the the devaluation of that entire species Oh boy. like is there on a verbal level like i am not an, an a, a first person entity he has spent so much time thinking about this that i have not you were ready to go deep on this and i am not there i really uh, I, I i mean i read this at three in the morning i told you like there there were some weird philosophical questions that i had when i read this last night I, but i did find that when winky was talking it reminded me of how slaves were depicted as talking in america in the early 1900s that that occurred to me as well and and it felt very like reductive it, and yeah so to that i would say yeah yeah i think that's definitely imbued that they are separated from themselves as being at you know from having i am not a person with agency exactly exactly dobby does these things yep yep and it's just like who like y- you're talking about yourself like acknowledge I, I don't know i just wondered if if i wonder if that was a conscious choice by joanne or i if think it, it was i think it was and it's lots and lots of generations i think 
I think she kind of welcomes that comparison <laughs> to American slavery in the early 1900s. I think so, too. So um, I think it was all set up to be that way. I don't even know that it's necessarily American slavery. Yeah. Yeah. I guess just like accent wise, that's what it reminded me of. It, uh, yeah. I, I get that feeling, too. But I wonder, I mean, so much of she's coming from a British perspective. That's true. And so like there there was a lot of um slavery in the caribbean and and i mean it's it's similar disenfranchised communities yeah but um i i, I wonder if they're if she's hearkening back to that rather than the american i don't know i want <laughs> i wonder how much of a titan american history is over in the uk i don't know i don't know i mean it's it's own pop culture this is getting way too deep okay. i'm sorry nope 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 <laughs> Uh, um so amid all of those secrets that the that the house elves have winky gets real strict real fast about first of all my mm. master's here you've seen my master say what now she is upset with him that he is there and she like lashes out well i don't know that she's upset necessarily i think she's up i think she's like her world is just so rocked. Like he feels so far away, and the way that her life was yeah, months yeah. ago seems so far away. And yet, the person who I've loved and served is two floors upstairs. Seriously, yeah. yeah. Like how? What is this? Like I'm on a different planet right now. It seems. Yep. And and so I think there's just that like disorientation and cognitive dissonance that she's experiencing. And out of that, she tells a secret. Bagman is a bad man, bad He's a wizard. Bad wizard. Why? That's, I, I don't know. Real or not real? I, is it is it like Barty Crouch bad of like I have my spreadsheets and he does not and therefore he's bad? <laughs> I mean, it's it's such like a setup to be like, oh, read into this. Like I feel like they're really trying to like bait the hook now. And it's like, nope. I don't care. Tell me more and maybe I'll be interested. Like, yep, they've shown the Begman has some weird dark side to him and he has this weird idea of bending the rules and he was kind of suspicious during the tournament thing. It's like, nope, they're just trying to lead me down this Begman path and I have zero interest. Like, Not not falling for the potential red herring? <laughs> no, I don't care. Like, if, if this was them actually trying to, like, set up a breadcrumb and, and he turns out to be, like, the bad guy, then this would be a really stupid breadcrumb like okay the house elf said he's a bad guy like oh <laughs> listen to the elves yeah it's like they know things yeah it's like nope i don't care this is just them trying to pull me in one direction i'm still sticking to my like rita skeeter is voldemort type deal um i mean yeah maybe bagman's up to no good but man when they put it out that black and white it's like, eh, you're either trying to pull one over on me or you really suck at being subtle. So, yeah, we're going on long here. So let's get to favorite quotes. Yeah, why don't you tell me yours? Okay. Mine is on page 364. 384. 384. <laughs> Thanks. I do not have my glasses on. Huh. Oh, yeah. It's the last sentence of the book, of the chapter. <laughs> In which they're talking about Percy and his total lack of humor and how he works for Crouch, who also has no sense of humor. And Harry, let's see, who drops this bomb? Ron does. 
he says this thing which i'm surprised they put in a kid's book uh he says percy wouldn't recognize a joke if it danced naked in front of him wearing dobby's tea cozy why are you surprised that that would go in a children's book dancing naked whoa it's already a book about like witches yeah now we have dancing naked people i mean it's it's clearly just like a silly yeah yeah like i mean we've we've already had molly weasley telling ron if you don't like the dress robes i bought you go naked that's true we're getting <laughs> that's we're the introducing second more nudity that, that's the second nudity reference that has been around ron actually we're just easing nudity into the conversation here interesting normalizing nudity okay Alyssa, what was your favorite quote mine is on page 380 um and so the setup matters. I don't really love the. I don't really love the setup, but it's it's when Dobby's talking about like I can call my former masters names. And so he said, <laughs> "Oh, I know exactly what you're talking and about." And my okay. and my current my current master names as well. Like I'm free to say whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And so Dumbledore told Dobby, he said we is free to call him a a barmy old codger if we like, sir. <laughs> and then this is my favorite quote. Dobby gave a frightened sort of giggle. (laughs) Yes. And I'm just like, I didn't really love the language in it. Like Dobby's vernacular is frustrating, but I, but I very much in that moment, I'm like, I can hear you in that. Like you feel like such a renegade right now that you would call Dumbledore a barmy old codger. (laughs) That's so funny. Uh, yeah, that's a good. It's, it's a good moment. It's sweet. I I, I like the the Dobby Dumbledore partnership. <laughs> Dobby door, yes. Dobby door. <laughs> All right, Dumbledob. Well, we would love to hear what you, our lovely listeners, thought about chapters twenty and twenty one, uh, about dragons and cruelty and house elves and all this, and and we would love if you would reach out to us on Twitter at WordstruckPod. You can also email us at wordstruckpodcast at gmail.com. You're crushing it. Thank you. <laughs> you can find me personally at Clark Hodges. Alyssa's at Alyssa Small. You can also find us on Instagram at wordstruckpod or on Facebook. Yeah. So please reach out. Let us know. Like, have you made any spew badges? Are you wearing them? Because it sounds like she's going to change the acronym. I mean, the the title of the chapter was, was the House Elf Liberation Front. I wonder if that's the actual name. Health? I mean, Harry said health? it in jest, but I don't Hermione think he, may I don't have think heard he said health. No, he said House Self Liberation Front. We'll, I don't. We'll I look totally. It up. I totally don't remember. We'll talk about listeners. This find it and tweet it at me. <laughs> Help me go. out. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Uh, what are we looking forward to next week? Two chapters again or three? Two chapters, I think. So 22 and 23. Read along with us. That's right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.